Good morning, friends. This morning's message will be on the brief side. The music and the word is mostly speaking for itself today. John the Baptist was a messenger. Like the scriptures that we've heard this morning, John had a similar calling to point forward to the coming, the arrival of a Messiah, a rescuer, a savior. And a significant part of John's ministry of preparing people was to say difficult and tough stuff. John had short sermons like this, repent. Have you ever heard a sermon like that on a street corner? John had sermons like, the axe is already at the foot of the trees. And he had sermons like, every tree that doesn't bear good fruit is going to be thrown into the wood pile and lit on fire. So it seemed like he would be a popular guy. But unlike the eyeball role that we moderns give to street corner preachers of repentance, people 2,000 years ago took this preacher seriously. And he was clothed in camel hair. He ate grasshoppers. He lived out in the desert. He was not an ordinary citizen, but folks took these messages deadly seriously. And in this passage, we hear the responses from regular people, regular citizens like us. The crowd asked this question, hearing John's short, direct, tough sermons, what should we do? And it wasn't just regular people. The super successful tax collectors, on their lips is the same questions. What should we do? Even the Roman soldiers, the military men, the occupying force in Israel 2,000 years ago, the same question is recorded on their lips, from their hearts. What should we do? Did you catch the answer from John to each of these groups? To sum up, he tells each of them in a custom-fit way, he gives them a less is more answer. To the regular people, he says, whatever you have, if you have two coats, share one with somebody who doesn't have one at all. If you have a lot of food, if you have a full pantry, Share half of it with the people who don't have any food. He says to the tax collectors, the super rich, don't collect any more than you have to. Like, everybody puts up with that? Don't do that anymore. To the Roman soldiers who were in the habit of taking bribes, extorting a little extra money here and there, he says to the Roman soldiers, be content with what the government pays you and don't exhort anymore. What if we ask John this question today? Honestly, what should we do? Given that God is making promises, given that we need a Messiah, we need a rescuer, we need a savior too, what should we do? What do you think John would tell us? Probably something similar. Probably something along the lines of less is more because the Bible wants us to be found ready, alert, awake, lean and mean, if I can put it that way, for when Jesus shows up in our life and in the world and for when Jesus comes again. Does that feel not very Christmassy? A less is more answer? I mean, if you're a kid here, mostly we grown-ups have coached you to think about Christmas in terms of making your list and Santa's going to check it twice and like it's just the season to get more stuff. Right? 
Isn't that, I mean, I'm so old, I got a Sears catalog when I was a kid, and I would page through that thing just dreaming of maybe the five or ten things that I could add to my collection of awesome things in life. But John knew the truth. When the Messiah comes, it's not going to be a time of accumulation. When the Messiah draws near, it's not going to be a season of more stuff. It's going to be a season of paring down to what is absolutely essential between our hearts and the heart of God. John the baptizer baptized with water. And when people took seriously the question, what should we do, and wanted to change their ways, he brought them down into the Jordan River, and symbolically the water went over their head and shoulders and arms and hands, and the pledge was, just like this water is washing me right now, so it's going to wash away my old ways, my old way of thinking, my old way of doing, and I'm going to rededicate myself to living for God. That's what John's baptism meant, a baptism of repentance. But John said, the person that I am pointing toward, when they come, it is not going to be a water baptism. It's going to be a fire baptism. This does not mean that God is the God of destruction. God is no arsonist. He is not sending a Messiah to burn us all up. God is sending his Messiah to purify us. In the same way a precious metal like silver is purified, the promise of the Bible is that when, when the Messiah comes near to us, it will purify what's between us and God, what is essential and God-given about us. Have you ever had the feeling that there was something God-given inside of you that is just waiting to get out, but there's things in the way? Just waiting to find expression in the world and between you and God, maybe to worship more passionately than you have, maybe to be dedicated to God in a way that you haven't yet experienced, maybe to leave, live honestly and openly. That is what God's fire does. It purifies to what is essential. John the Baptist's words did not scare or terrify the audience, the congregation, 2,000 years ago. In fact, Luke 3.15 says this, the people were waiting expectantly, hopefully even, and were all wondering in their hearts if John the baptizer himself might be the Messiah. Somehow John's message and these strong images were perceived by everybody as good news, so much so that they wondered if this strange man and this strange voice from the desert might actually be the promised one that all these scriptures that they had received, some of which we heard this morning, were pointing toward. Is John the guy? And John the baptizer is so clear. No. Not even close. I'm just a regular person like you. Just a guy. In fact, I am not even fit to carry the shoes of the person that I'm talking about in your presence. Who is this amazing person? Here's what we know about the one who's coming. The scriptures say he's going to be born in Bethlehem. The scriptures say he's from the house and the line of King David himself. 
The scriptures say that the one who is coming is 100% righteous and 100% just. The scripture says that when this rescuer comes, he is going to be a wise and wonderful counselor. The scripture says that the coming one is a good shepherd. The scriptures say that he is the light. And the scriptures say that he is the prince of peace. I can't wait till that person shows up. Will you pray with me? Oh God, you've told us to prepare the way. But there are still mountains of sin and nonsense inside of me, inside of us, and all around. So we ask God that you will help us prepare the way by leveling all those obstacles. God, there are still valleys of emptiness and loneliness and disconnectedness inside of me and inside of us and all around We ask, O God, that you will lift up those valleys so that there will be solid ground to stand on and a place for you to build when the Messiah comes. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.